0: Gene, no! An X-Men The Animated Series Podcast.
1: Hello, and welcome back to Gene, no! An X-Men The Animated Series Podcast. I'm your first co-host, Sarah Musick, and with me today we have...
0: Uh, Your second co-star jammer, Michael Short. And uh, Drew Kunis.
1: Hey, Drew Kudus, thanks for joining us. So I think as, as our loyal listeners know, Michael has been a regular on this show. Drew, it is our pleasure to welcome you to Gino and X-Men The Animated Series podcast. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here.
1: Yeah. Now, a couple of key questions for any new co-host who comes on the show. The first one is, when did you first discover X-Men The Animated Series?
2: So I first discovered X-Men, the animated series. Um, I, I very specifically remember that it was at the age of six because it the rating was Y7. Ooh. And I watched it and I was like, oh, my God, I'm <laughs> breaking the rules. <laughs> I think I also discovered it around the same time that I discovered my sexuality. I, in re-watching this episode, um, the people are very muscular. Like, the men are very muscular. And I think I enjoyed that as a six-year-old.
1: Hey, I enjoyed that too, and I know a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of people who liked the bodies in X Men: The Animated Series. Real early yeah. bloomer,
0: there, Drew. That's a real six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was a slutty six-year-old. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did you yeah. have a favorite as a kid, Drew?
2: Um. Yeah, I mean, I think this. I don't know if this is lame, but I thought Jean Grey. Was the coolest, but it, it seemed like she had she had a few different powers going on,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? She's a redhead like me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, straight yeah. ginger. Yeah. Um. And like, it, it, she has a lot of plot armor, so she seems super cool.
0: Now, yeah, now, is tricks. there any relationship you can see between like like your favorites and who you were attracted to then, and like maybe a through line to who you, as an adult, are now attracted to, like? Like, do you go for gambit types or, or what have you now, as, as an adult?
2: <laughs> um, let me let me think about that.
1: Um... <laughs> Get back to us, Drew. I feel like having met some of the men you've dated, I feel like you're more of a psychops type. I feel like I've seen you with like cleaner cut dudes, but I know I, I haven't met everybody.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean Cyclops is uh, yeah, so I might have been mirroring Aunt Jean Grey a little bit, right? But Yeah.
1: That make, that that checks out. That checks out. Awesome. And so and have you, do you did you do I remember you telling me you rewatched this over the pandemic, is that correct? Or did I make Yeah, that? I
2: rewatched I rewatched season 1 over the pandemic.
1: Cool, cool, cool. So you're yeah, yeah you're just about to speed excellent.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) um, I rewatched it right now just before the episode, um, Mm -hmm. took notes, and I think I understood a lot, like, uh, some stuff about what's going on. It was a little hard for, I I, I was listening very carefully for lines that people said and what it implied about the universe they were in.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, So let me know if some assumptions that I made are right, I guess, as we go through the plot.
1: Absolutely, and please feel free to ask questions. Michael and I are big nerds, and, you know, yeah. and we are here for it. Uh, one of the things that came up in the previous episode, you you may have overheard, was that uh, both of us and as as younger people especially like to to show off our knowledge a la beast. So if you give us the opportunity <laughs> to for us to you can be the bump and we can spike with a nerd knowledge. We're here for it.
2: Oh, awesome. Very, very good. Okay. I'm excited about that.
1: Yeah. So so here we are, the concluding episode of the Phoenix Saga, midway through season three. We're at the episode called Child of Light, and previously on X-Men Catches Us Up, we start with Jean Grey revealing the stakes. In our hands lies the fate of a billion star systems, Uh, Professor X says that the X-Men will do all in our power to safeguard the crystal. We see X-Men versus Starjammers. We see X-Men versus the Imperial Guard. And I'm not sure if you noticed this, but previously on X-Men was actually longer than usual because they re-showed a good chunk of that battle for fun.
0: Oh, really? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that was like the first previously that I'm like, I need to skip through this. I actually...
1: (laughs) It's unusual that we get... Dialogue not relevant to the plot, like we. So, so whoever really loved Gladiator saying "Out of my way, woman," and Rogue saying <laughs> "Get out of your own way," like they, they're like, no, that needs to go on previously on. Everybody needs to know that that happened. <laughs> Maybe
0: the episode is just running short, and they're like, we gotta pad it out. We gotta <laughs> pad it. Yeah,
1: just just add. The, the battle was cool in the last episode. Yeah, yeah.
0: Throw it in. <laughs>
2: so um yeah. i i enjoyed when they set the stage at the beginning staying what the stakes are right yes. so it seemed like the uh there's uh, there's a, a, an emperor who is trying to steal or control some sort of crystal
1: yes the right? mcron crystal yes
2: right the omicron crystal and <laughs> yeah and um so yeah, and then Gene says stage by saying it, there's one billion star systems mm-hmm. right, that will die if yeah. this crystal gets into the Emperor's hands, right? So yeah. I I um I, I looked it up. There are 100 billion stars in the Milky Way.
0: Mm. So, oh, so you're saying like no big deal is I guess what you're sort of saying.
2: Well, yes, then later in the episode she says the whole galaxy. So I think that what we actually learn there is that one out of every 100 stars is populated.
1: Ah. I love what you did
2: there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if we assume that each has the same population of Earth in 1996, which was 5.8 billion, then we could assume there are 580 billion people in the galaxy who will die if they don't, um, if the the crystal is not taken care of.
1: Stakes are high, everybody. (laughs) Stakes are real high. Thank you for doing the math,
0: by the way, Drew. Thank you. you. Yeah. not something I would have done. It's not something <laughs> I did. You're very welcome. I actually, so I work
2: as a mathematician. Um, That's right. So if you don't mind, that is the lens that I view this episode through.
1: I I love it. We we haven't had a uh, in we we haven't had a mathematician out in the open. So I'm really <laughs> glad that you're here.
2: Thank you for letting me come out.
1: Heck yeah, heck yeah. But, but you say I set up the danger, right? So billions upon billions of um, creatures. Will die, um, but the, it's already begun. So uh, DeKenne is absorbing the uh, the energy of the M crown crystal. He's becoming this big crystal version of himself and blasts them with his eyes. Jean, as the phoenix, protects them, and then she does what Jean always does, which is faints. Jean faints. Uh, oh,
2: she faints all the time. She does faint all she, the time. She doesn't look like she eats a lot.
1: <laughs> no. No, I, yeah. I think, you know, it's not canon that she has disordered eating, but I do think that she's not, I actually believe that Jean faints because she doesn't believe that she's hardy. Like, I think <laughs> that because she's been Cyclops' emotional support, Jean, that she believes that, like, she can't, whereas, like, now that the Phoenix is possessed, it's like, nah, girl, you can
2: Oh, okay, okay, got it. So I, I was a little bit confused about the nature of the possession, uh, because at one point, well, at one point in the episode, she refers to herself in, in third person as Jean. Yes. Yeah. Could you explain the rules of this to me?
1: Yeah, as best I can. So sometimes, most of the time it's the Phoenix talking. And so she will refer to Jean as a separate person, or she'll say this body. Uh, But sometimes, and we'll get to this towards the end of the episode, Jean's voice does come through, right? When she says, I'm sorry, Scott, you know, like there is a part of her that is aware and active, but most of the time it's not the part that's in control.
2: I see. I see. Do you think that Jean is ever speaking and when she's like mean to people, she's like, "Oops, that was the theme.
1: <laughs> I hope so. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's what it's what I would do. If. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so um, uh, yeah, I noticed in this first scene where uh, they're they're standing in some sort of spaceship. Is that right?
1: Yes. Yep. <laughs> yes. On the uh, on the Emperor's cruiser. I've, no, no, they escaped, Right? No, they escape in this because it gets crushed. I'm sorry, they're on the Emperor's. Yeah, that first ship.
2: Okay. okay, well, whatever kind of ship it is, it has gravity. Yes. Yeah, uh, because they standing on the floor. And um, I also noticed that the ship name in the last episode, I think it was called the Starjammer.
1: Different ship, but sure.
2: Different ship, okay. So that's actually, I don't know if you know this, that's a, I think it's a Dungeons and Dragons reference.
1: Oh, the Starjammer? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah.
2: There were like these like ships that would like go between worlds, and they'd be called, I think they were called Starjammers. Or might have been Spelljammers, I'm not sure, but like,
0: yeah. Well, now, so people get in the comments, correct us, any D and D nerds out there?
1: Yeah, tell, tell us, us what it is.
0: Tell us what it is. Let's get uh, what's his name? Uh, Andrew Andrew Brennan, right? From uh, uh yes. yeah. Let's get him. He'll know.
2: So I was going to ask about the when the crystal is. Um, it seems like the crystal is shooting a ray at the emperor. The emperor is having like an intimate moment. They're connected by a ray of energy. <laughs> That's
1: correct. It's extremely okay. intimate
2: and the the emperor is then growing yes right <laughs> okay um, along with his clothes so this it says to me that the crystal is imbuing not just the emperor but also his clothes with crystal power
1: yes i think that's fair
2: okay that's very good to know um, second they they showed a bunch of x men here yes. in like the inside sort of the lobby of this ship and i noticed that they all had very distinct hairstyles
1: yes
0: where is this question going
2: where is this (laughs) is it like a side power of x-men that their hair is like crazy and distinctive
1: i'm not sure if it's a power but it's definitely a design choice i would say because you want to be able to recognize them by their silhouette i think
2: yeah 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 great
1: (laughs) (laughs) there's <laughs> a reason I don't know what this is reminding me of but I remember reading this is actually super different but I'm also a big Muppet nerd who surprised no one uh but that in the history of um the Muppets the reason that the Sesame Street Muppets look the way they do is because they're so much simpler like they're just very simple shapes with very simple colors like um you know right. I, Ernie's redhead with his orange nose like it's also that like kids can easily digest them so yeah a, a good silhouette goes a long way, I guess. So yeah, the, uh, the Emperor's having an intimate moment with the Mkron crystal. crystal. Uh, Gladiator says, I do not understand. And I wrote, buddy, buddy, like, <laughs> like they can catch up, please. And then I wrote, Ken goes into the crystal, all right. So after growing a whole bunch, the crystal is also a black hole. It sucks him in, it sucks everything in. Gene gives us some exposition as to what's going on. De Ken is one with the crystal. He's creating his own universe inside the crystal, where we all soon will be. And then is like, get us out of here. And then we find out for sure that, his, that the lizard alien man is called Choad.
2: <laughs> yes. yes he
1: is (laughs) we were talking about that in the last episode because i i was like i thought his name was like chode or like because there's a there's an apostrophe in there but no just chode
2: wow that's um
0: it's rough
1: (laughs) it is it is (laughs) we were just talking about like like the poor naming of like children before this and i think
0: they needed to have they need to have you, Sarah.
1: They did yes, as a yes. consultant. I'm, yeah. I'm currently on a baby naming team, everybody. So if you, <laughs> I'll do it for free. I believe it's a service.
2: <laughs> Wait, so was he? Is he a lizard man or an alien lizard man? Mm-hmm. Alien.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. Like, like that's what the rest of his species looks like. Oh, okay. Yeah, a okay. yeah. species of chodes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they all, all so the members speak. of the Star Jammers, they're all. Normal versions of whatever alien race they come from. So, like, all of Hepzibah's people all look like, you know, skunks, and uh, all of Cho's people all look like lizards, and you know, Raz is a Kree, so you know, they all have pointed ears, et cetera, et cetera.
2: Oh, okay, okay, I see. So, and are, why are they all on the same ship together? Because
1: they're, they're pirates, man. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, oh, it's just, it's like a, it's like a merry band of outlaws yes, and misfits exactly, that are all yeah. on, okay. Yeah. The Starjammers okay, are it. space pirates. Okay, okay. I, I I assumed it was a conference. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a conference? Dare you ask a conference of what? Uh. I- <laughs> You're like, I didn't get that far. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that far. <laughs>
2: yeah yeah no, no, so I so so they were on the ship, right they're all you just said that Gene um did some exposition that they would soon all be part of the crystal right
1: yeah. unless unless they stopped him
2: right. Okay. And then it sort of seemed like the crystal was like started sucking things in and was maybe turning into something kind of like a black hole or something.
1: Correct. Yes. So, uh, Jean deposits, I mean, she, she, ah, Phoenix probably, like grabs everyone in her big fire wings, transports them over to the star Jammer, uh, and then returns to basically to fight to Ken to try and heal the crystal. She fails and yeah in the crystal is basically like acts as a black hole we get confirmation of this from professor x in a future scene and everything starts getting pulled in
2: oh very interesting okay so i i noticed that in the scene when it was starting to suck things in Mm -hmm. that they started shooting at it
1: yep i noticed that too that corsair is like you know it's gonna work shooting at this and it did not work that is yeah, it's
2: like, a, it's like a dog barking at its ball that rolled under the sofa.
1: <laughs> it's exactly like that. Yes. <laughs> and it's, yeah, so powerful. It's pulling in solar flares. Uh, yeah. And so we know that, that things are going bad. Things are going bad. Yeah. Meanwhile, back on Earth, uh, Jubilee is blowing bubble gum on top of Cassidy Keep. And then, uh, I don't know. Oh, is a, that what that castle was called? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I noticed her like looking at the sunset, kind of like, uh, like, like staring out over the ocean, I assume pondering why she's so lame and if she's bisexual.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's what's going on. And then she thought of the song. Here's a deep cut, everybody. I just turned 40. And for anybody who remembers Black Hole Sun, which was a hit in my late teens, early 20s, that was definitely the song of this black hole
2: sun that she saw setting oh interesting okay yeah i I noticed that while she was looking at the sunset then it got um uh like a a black dot started appearing
1: yeah it became like yeah black black hole donut sun
2: yeah and then it grew bigger and bigger until it it grew to exactly the size of the sun right it eclipsed the sun yeah right so i did the math on that great and Okay, so if the sun itself were to turn into a black hole, it would be three kilometers in diameter, right? And we okay. know that it it eclipsed the size of the sun, which is uh, about the size, like the apparent size of the moon, right? The mm-hmm. moon is thirty five hundred kilometers in diameter. Um, so that ratio, like, it, uh, that, that means that uh, sorry, so that means that um, basically, this black hole has to be one thousand times closer than the moon is, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the moon is 200,000 miles away, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: which means that this black hole is 200 miles away.
1: Oh, that's not far at all.
2: That's not (laughs) far at all. Um, Yeah, uh, do you know what's 200 miles away from New York? I don't. I don't either.
1: (laughs) 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 That was the most
0: anticlimactic end to that whole thing that could (laughs) be. possibly
1: have been. You Which know it's 200 miles 200 away? 200 miles no from idea. New York City. Cooperstown, hope of the home of the Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh, okay. Uh, Tauntaun, Massachusetts. Woonsocket, Rhode Island. So sorry, yeah. sorry,
0: Tauntaun?
1: The, yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks like from Washington, D.C.
2: Back? is about 200 miles away from New York. All right. Sounds
0: about right.
2: Yeah. All right, so the this black hole is one Acela ride away from <laughs>
1: So, sorry, so back on Earth for a second, did either of you notice that Professor X has contacted Storm via TV and she is showing him another TV? Yes, (laughs) I did. Because they remembered you, they have advanced technology. This is the 90s. (laughs) I
0: I was so confused by that because, like, for a second I was like, is Storm giving, like, a weather weather report
1: report. (laughs) is storm ever not giving a weather report is really the question yeah
2: Uh, yeah. no i noticed that so that's when we learned that it was a black hole i think xavier said that right and then uh i i then i think it went into a montage where everyone realized that i think xavier said like if we don't get this under control we're all going to die
1: Yeah. and then he says there's one hope the X-Men. And he looks like so satisfied and confident. It's like, dude, if you knew what was off, like, mm, man, wipe that look off your face.
2: (laughs) Yeah. um, No, I noticed that. uh, A beer appeared in my hand, and I took one sip from it. (laughs) (laughs) I noticed that right after he said it, everyone turned to the person next to them and pondered whether they would make out
1: almost there, there a mon-
0: well i yeah. think well like that was moira mctaggart right next to oh, yeah
1: moira and banshee are already together they already yeah, yeah. made out Is i mean moira they can McTaggart make out the,
2: again the, the red-haired woman next to the blonde man yes Yes. okay got it i'm sorry i don't remember their name so i'm gonna say um empress cosine hair and then yeah. mohawk <laughs>
1: Uh, yep the empress lalandra and uh, and gladiator the head of her imperial guard um they are not about to make out because she likes to make out with professor x
2: okay got it got it got it but he was thinking about whether if they're about to die yeah he should just go for it Yeah. Yeah, yeah i noticed that he's already calling her empress yeah yeah, which is not technically royal protocol, but like, or maybe it is, and we just learned something about how. I saw the Shi'ar work, work. You know,
0: the Shi'ar, the Shi'ar have a you know they use the same words, but they got a totally different system. Yeah. Look,
1: when yeah. your emperor opens a reality warping crystal and becomes a big crystal version of himself, it passes to the next
0: person. It's weird <laughs> that that's written into the Shi'ar constitution. Yeah. It's they have weird, specific but, clause but for but it. <laughs> They're there at the at the Shiar Constitutional Convention going, Really wanna put this in? It's like it's going to come in handy. You gotta trust
2: me. <laughs> yeah. That's why they're that's why they're an advanced space civilization. Yeah.
1: That's what yeah. we call prophecy. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, everything's being pulled into the crystal, including the Starjammer. Gladiator says to Lilandra, I regret, my Empress, that my service to you must begin under such circumstances. And to your point, Drew, then, even though, like, the ship is falling apart and they're being pulled into a black hole, he, like, collects her in his giant cloak. Maybe they did kiss in there. We didn't see
0: (laughs) it. Yeah, I mean, if they weren't kissing in the cloak, they were certainly kissing in his mind. You could tell. (laughs) It
1: Um, it
0: cut away immediately, so I just imagine, like, you know, Lilandra could have been like not now gladiator not, not now,
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> not here not now uh yeah, they, um,
2: qu- yeah. I-, I noticed that gambit and rogue um they also contemplated kissing which yeah. if i if i'm remembering correctly would kill gambit
1: correct yeah
0: but the universe is gonna end anyway man you know okay. and yeah. he
1: says hang on share if this be our last ride we take it together <laughs> right <laughs>
2: Oh, nice. So. Now, does he call her Cher because he doesn't remember her name?
1: <laughs> uh, I don't think. Well, I mean, he doesn't know her real name at this point. She's just rogue. Uh, okay. but uh, no, I think it's a term of endearment. Yeah, I think it just okay. means it
2: like dear. It means yeah. a term of endearment that he uses for many women. Yes. <laughs> ah, okay. okay. okay.
1: Although now that they're married, he calls her <laughs> "ma which means "my dove."
2: Oh,
0: they're married.
1: They are in the comics. They have
0: cats. Oh wow!
1: <laughs> They've decided not to have children. They're Sarah, only going to get
0: cats. Getting cats together doesn't mean you're married. Uh, it's... Oh, <laughs> this changes things. <laughs> was that, was that what, was, Oops. Otherwise, I've been married to a lot of people. <laughs> uh,
2: the thing about having pets with Rogue, right, is that like a pet could could like jump on her face at some point right like while she's sleeping and then just die right
1: yeah and she'd absorb she'd be a cat for a little while basically oh
2: she'd be a cat for a little while (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) oh interesting okay okay i see
1: so anyway they crash land inside the crystal which actually is not what one might expect with the black hole like you would sort of expect just to be torn apart into oblivion but they land on on the surface of what appears to be a planet gambit says If this is death, it's not so bad, huh? And B says, "Fascinating," as he often does. Uh, Yeah. So the um, the, on the surface of this planet, there's like pulsing, interconnected brains all over. There are upside down mountains just hanging in a red sky. There's lightning. Oh yeah, we fell into a prog
0: rock album cover. It was wicked. Yeah,
2: Yeah, I I was thinking, I was I was remarking on the probability that in this in this wasteland populated with floating, like, chunks of land. Mm -hmm. Like, the probability that they landed on one of the floating chunks of land. Yeah, low. Yeah, and very, very lucky.
1: (laughs) Very lucky. I know, and they don't even have a domino or a long shot with them. The uh, (laughs) probability altering mutant. see that would have happened, right? Uh, (laughs) Lalandra says, the legends of the crystal are true. And I want it to be like, like everything else. Like the crystal is real. Like the Phoenix is real. And now you're like, what? I'm in a black hole. And like, there's what?
0: Every time, yeah. every time people say stuff like that in any show, I'm always like, well, where did this legend come from? At, you know, at like some point a thousand years ago, did someone else get sucked into the crystal
1: mm-hmm. or did they
0: just guess that like, that this is what the crystal does. Like, where do
2: these, how do they I start? Completely, I completely agree. That jumped out to me as well. Um, yeah, and I I couldn't figure it out, and it kind of begs the question: like, what other legends are
0: true? Like, well, I mean, can... I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. Sarah, what is the whole mythology of the Shi'ar, which you apparently <laughs> know <laughs> backwards and forwards?
1: No, no, I just know it's kind of the major the major things just the major their...
0: tenets of their religion. Yeah, just know. the major tenets of their
1: religion, which is that like it's okay to like. Force someone into a relationship with you; will both make you stronger. Oh, so uh, so
0: Gladiator was doing just what's in line with his yeah. beliefs. Then, okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah.
2: So it's uh, it's not only a monarchy; it is also a theocracy.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh wow! Okay, very advanced space civilization.
1: Indeed, indeed, but I yeah 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 uh yeah so speaking <laughs> speaking of the mad emperor de Ken, or now now former emperor de Ken, uh appears as a giant in the sky and taunts them and wolverine says something i strongly agree with which was "If we're not going to make it out of here let's at least shut this guy up Oof. and then they try <laughs> yeah. and they immediately fail like wolverine rogue and gambit go for it they are immediately repelled and one of my favorite lines was Beast saying perhaps another approach. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, I have a question, which is, so Beast is, he's, uh, it, it seems like he has some, uh, some animal-like face features. Mm-hmm. He's covered in fur, and he's blue, right? Mm-hmm. It seems like all of this, he has also taken that as a signal that it's okay if he only wears underwear. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's correct, yeah. Well, he's warm. He's like, yeah. we talked about this before. I think he's like the husky of the mutants. Do you know what I mean? Like, I have a lot mm. of fur. I'm warm all the time.
2: I see, I see. Okay, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, all right, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, 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 no, that makes sense. Um. Yeah, Uh. it's nice that he's wearing underwear because I guess he could have taken it one step further and been like,
0: no, nope. I mean, he could have full Chewbacca'd it if he wanted to, you know? We don't question why Chewbacca doesn't wear trunks.
1: I think Sasquatch doesn't either on Alpha Flight. I think that he, he like has a loincloth made of his own fur.
0: (laughs) That's usually, that is usually how it kind of works out with like furry superheroes. It's just like, they just have to have a lot of hair in that area, in the groin, just to Mm -hmm. cover everything. Yep i think I think uh uh this what like one of the werewolf characters has kind of the same thing uh, uh, so yeah. oh
1: yeah, maybe that's why it's y seven drew that you mm. know it's like, are you ready for a big blue furry in undies
2: yeah no i I was not i mean i was <laughs> but i shouldn't I shouldn't have been exposed to that so early. <laughs>
1: Also, okay, so it's at this moment that we see like something really disturbing, which is what appears to be the flattened silhouette of the Phoenix on the planet.
0: Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, no, I saw that. I was like, I was like, yeah, it, it, did she like melt? Is she turned 2D? Did did she kind of do a Obi Wan Kenobi, and that's just like her clothes crumpled on the on the ground or something? I was totally confused by by what we, we we're trying to look at
1: there yeah i think you know for the purposes of the narrative i think it was like we weren't supposed to be like where's phoenix isn't she gonna save everyone because she is but it's supposed to be like no she's not but i suppose you know within the world it could be something of like you know she look she rose she rose from the ashes that's just that's what she does,
0: <laughs> it's, just it's, what she does. it's
1: just what she yeah,
2: does yeah that's what the legends say
1: Lalandra tries to tell Daken that he is also trapped in the crystal and that the crystal's power will destroy him. He is not interested. And she tries to, like, reason with him and be like, you can't destroy the universe. The Shi'ar Empire is in the universe. Um, but it's like yeah. it's it's too far gone. It's like the, the Earth,
0: power. that's where I keep all my stuff.
1: stuff. <laughs>
0: yes.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I noticed that. And then I think Gladiator jumped up. Uh at this point the Emperor he it seemed like the Emperor was both controlling the Earth and was the Earth. Like he his form sort of rose out of the Earth. It became a giant, right? Yes. Gladiator went up and stuck his fist elbow deep inside of the Emperor, which did not seem to bother the Emperor at all. No. And then um and then then he crumbled. He just he shattered into the ground. Um but it seemed to be like a defensive maneuver. It didn't it didn't seem like it harmed him. He was just like, oh yeah, like I I I was here, now I'm not. I'm still the ground. The ground is made of organic stuff. Yeah,
1: no, I think I think you completely understood what was (laughs) happening.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Michael, I just want to shout you out Oh, sorry. I just want to shout out, Michael, for the Earth. That's where I keep all my stuff, because that yes. was a line from nice. the Tick cartoon uh, yes. that my dad and I used to quote with some regularity. So thank you. <laughs> uh,
0: you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. I,
2: I did notice that when the Emperor formed himself out of the ground, his, he, he did put on clothes, which I, I think um, just goes to show just how easy it would be for Beast to wear some clothes. <laughs>
1: if he wanted to and i think we all know he doesn't like i even so there was um there was an episode previously where he's at a museum that i think is supposed to approximate the met here in new york and he's wearing a suit but as soon as the x-men call he just kicks off his shoes and like catapults up a statue and out of the skylight so i think like he doesn't want to wear clothes
2: oh i see okay he's he's like your dog he's like i don't want to wear these boots
1: yeah no this. yeah exactly oh my gosh dogs when they have little balloons on their feet and they don't understand what's happening they just like shake their leg so sad
0: oh my god so so, so oh, just yeah. hank mccoy just constantly walking with that weird little kick shake all yeah, the time he's got okay. shoes on beast are you okay i'm ugh, fine i just ugh,
1: can't. Ugh, yeah ugh, don't <laughs> like don't like
0: let me do some real physical comedy on this uh, audio podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the best kind of comedy for a podcast.
0: I was also just intrigued by by your little aside there about the concept of an open skylight in an art museum. I just yep, think that's I brought that up so too. hilarious.
1: Yep. You have never okay, seen good. that. You're nope. five
0: steps ahead of me. Got it. Okay. I
1: know. I got you. Yeah. Got your back for sure. It seems
0: ripe for cat burglary. <laughs> <So> <laughs> and also, I, like, just you know. Destroying the art, you know, just oh, like, oh, yeah, it's going
1: to rain. Oh, yeah, yeah cause, because like in the gallery is like Jackson Pollock and Picasso. And did like the museum's like, it's fine if the weather gets out. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, so things are real dire right before the commercial break. Cyclops says, I never thought I'd say it, Logan, but there's nothing we can do. And DeKan uses his eyeball tractor beam to grab Lelanger, and she's moving slowly towards him.
0: Yeah, that is a part where uh, again, watching with my daughter and my four year old is just like, "What's what's he doing? What is that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, what's it's a it's there? a force field." And she's like, "What's that?" And I'm like, "Oh right, you're four. You don't know what a force field is." And I'm like, "It's energy, and you can't. T- I don't know. It, it, it's it's hard energy. I don't know. I, I just accept that it's a force field. You know, yeah. It's like <laughs> so- it's
1: like a okay. Has she seen like a claw machine." It's like a claw machine with your mind. Yeah, so, <laughs>
2: sure. What's his end game in this? so by the way, like I, I know that you said they're on a planet. I thought they were on a floating platform of ground. Uh, it's hard several. to tell.
1: It's hard it's yeah. actually, you may be right because when it disintegrates. It, mm. it like it doesn't take long to disintegrate. Like it doesn't seem like a planetary disintegration. Yeah.
2: I had a question which is instead of fighting all the X Men, why doesn't he just move his consciousness to one of the other perfectly good floating platforms and be like, haha, you can't get me
1: I think it's because he's new. Oh okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. It's like you get you get phenomenal cosmic powers. There's still a there's a learning curve to it yeah. all. You know, you have the benefit of hindsight of like watching it all go on, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, when you said
1: phenomenal cosmic power, were you quoting Aladdin?
0: Of course, I was, yes. (laughs) You know me, uh... Sarah. Yeah, great,
1: great. I'll I'll, I'll be the footnote, I'll be the editor. Good, good. (laughs) Yeah, so great. Meanwhile, back on Earth, things are going to heck, to heck, I I say.
2: Can I can I describe what happened? I took detailed notes on this.
1: I hope you do. Yes, please.
2: So what happens next is a montage of extreme weather occurrences that are happening, presumably because of the black hole, right? Yes. Cities are getting destroyed, right? So it goes through a few different places. So first, Mount Fuji erupts. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Mount Fuji a volcano? Yeah. Okay, great. Well, that's realistic then, and. So it erupts, right? And then there's uh, someone who uh, goes around and flies, and he, he saves a, a high-speed train, which I counted it only has seven cars.
1: <laughs> yep, and his name is Sunfire.
2: Oh, his name is Sunfire. Okay, great. Um, So then we – he it seemed like he handled that successfully. He didn't save the tracks. He did save the last train. So the next train is going to be, you know – Screwed. Late. late. <laughs> and – uh. <laughs> So then, then it cuts to somewhere that says West Africa on the mm-hmm. bottom of the screen, right? Now, West Africa, as pictured in X-Men, is a, a beach with a city in the background that is populated entirely by white people.
0: I'm guessing it was a resort, because I did kind of catch that at first. I was just like, yeah. like, my my justification after the fact was, I guess that must be a resort in West Africa. Because when I first saw it, I was just like, oh, I guess this is like some you know some city in like in california or or something like that was what i first thought and then and then yes there's the census west africa and there's mishnari who is Mm -hmm. uh uh for long time viewers storm's godson. uh so he's just sort of he's not even using his powers to do anything he's just sort of like crouching on a wall and like pointing like great like he's got like super speed (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh yeah yeah he's pointing he's he's on a pedestal that said it has a sign that says shelter and then an arrow indicating there's like a pre-built shelter in case of this scenario yeah right? right yeah i noticed he was wearing a jersey that said 23 on it yeah a red jersey and i looked this up that is michael jordan's number yeah he's yes, just a bulls is. fan oh oh okay okay interesting um that's basketball right <laughs> <laughs> Um, I also noticed that the sign for the beach they're on, it said Africa Beach.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
0: Oh, Oh. X-Men. X-Men. There's some directors like, it's a montage. Do not put any thought into this. It's going to be on screen for two seconds. No one's going to make a podcast about it in the future. Just get it out the door.
1: I love that. I'm sure somebody was like, we'll fix it in post. And then, like, Africa Beach, like, makes it makes
0: it out there's just Damn. some background artists being like, Do you want me to come up with a name for the beach? Just just call Africa Beach. No one cares. just oh we're, <laughs> we're up against the budget. Just finish the scene.
2: That's very funny
0: um so after africa beach
2: we uh, x men then shows us the Parthenon, right, and uh the parthenon it's it's kind of it's crumbling on some tourists uh hmm. Uh, there's a, the, the group of tourists that it's crumbling on has, uh, two women and three men. So I can assume that it's two couples and one fifth wheel. Yeah. So, and I, 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 I thought, I'm not sure that that fifth wheel needs to be rescued right now.
1: Doesn't the fifth wheel need to be rescued most?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, rest, yes, I guess that makes sense. Also, I, I noticed that the way the Parthenon was pictured, it still had the Elgin marbles in it. <laughs> although it, it did have a divot carved out of it, right? Which means that the 1687 siege by the Venetians happened. However, the early 1800s invasion by the British did
0: not.
1: Ooh. Thank you. I, Drew.
0: My my stunned silence of how little attention I paid to this <laughs> montage compared to you. Also like a little part of me is like jealous that you know all this and a little part of me is just like come on Drew. <laughs> Relax.
1: <laughs> I think it's great. It reminds me of a thing I saw recently. I don't know, it made me laugh about how like in cars two there's a pope like there's a pope mobile who rides in a pope mobile like a little pope mobile car character who rides in another pope mobile and what they commented was this means that like the catholic church exists and the cars to reality and the assassination attempt from the 80s occurred because he didn't ride in a pope mobile before that i'm just like Oh man! So I feel like you're you're catching stuff, Drew.
0: For <laughs> oh, sure. Oh man, I love that kind of stuff. I was I was uh, paying too much close attention to all like the the cameos during the whole montage.
1: Absolutely. So let's talk about these cameos that came right right next yeah. after this. So who do we see, Michael? Uh,
0: well, uh, uh first I think we saw well, we saw first Spider-Man's hand, just Correct. his hand. Mm-hmm. Right. Was that
2: for legal reasons they couldn't they couldn't show him or.
1: No, they can. They've shown the Punisher before and I think Spider-Man is a part of this reality.
0: They do later in the Spider-Man series crossover with these X-Men. So, I'm assuming that the rights must have been pretty cleared. It may have just been it may have been a budget thing of just like, "Oh, Spider-Man's too tough to draw." Just <laughs> I
1: see, I see. Okay.
0: Get his hand.
2: <laughs> all those lines. You're talking about when they then went to New York City next, yeah. and uh, it, throughout this whole montage, supers are saving people, yeah. right? And Spider-Man saves some people from something falling on them, I think, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah. then War Machine flies through mm-hmm. uh, and catches somebody, which is also kind of funny to me because I think War Machine is usually established as being, like, a West Coast hero, I think. Uh, he was generally. a member
1: of the West Coast Avengers, for Yeah,
0: sure. so I, I usually associate war machine with with the west coast so it's just like oh i guess he was just happened to be
1: happened to be in in town (laughs)
0: happened to be in town for this so or or he's just like oh there's trouble let me fly six hours (laughs) 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 to go help people there and then speaking of sasquatch we saw the other members of alpha Mm -hmm. flight we saw we saw north star we saw aurora well we saw shaman first right
1: yep we saw shaman and my personal favorite snowbird
0: snowbird and on the subject of shaman, because like I'm just seeing the 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 uh, you know the cameos, the, the little Easter eggs here. I go, oh shaman, and then my daughter is like, what's a shaman? And I'm like, I, I know it, but I don't know how to succinctly explain it. And also like, like shaman is one of those like words that is like it means a very specific thing to a very specific culture, but us white people have sort of applied it to any kind of yeah, spiritual healer. So does, I'm like,
2: yeah, I thought the definition was. The person who has molly at burning man
0: <laughs> also that he is also that guy okay. yeah he is he's yeah, both. yeah. That, is, I, that is a superhero
1: <laughs> yeah so some great cameos uh storm in new york city pushes back a tsunami but she's like losing it which i can't blame her right because the the weather isn't is, isn't is really obeying her the way it should. She says um, the immediate threat to New York city has been averted. It's terrible professor. It says if the earth has gone mad and professor yeah. X is overly optimistic. He's just like, he says, calm yourself, Storm. You can't be everywhere at once. Help where you can. The disturbances will cease if the X-Men are successful. Meanwhile, the X-Men are not successful. Oh, are... yeah, when he
2: cut back to the big battle. <gasps> yep,
1: we cut back to the big battle. Imperial Guard versus Deken, Then everyone versus Ken. He just laughs and uses the the... The planet to make creepy rocks soldiers um and can we oh that's what i said can we all agree that we love the shape-shifting imperial guardsman taking out soldiers with his lower jaw did you guys notice <laughs> that there was one guy who just like snapped yes. his lower jaw at the yeah place. he turned yeah, into cool. he turns
0: into like an animal that had like a protruding jaw yeah
1: <laughs> yeah big underbite oh, yeah. Use, use that underbite
2: yeah, I, I saw. So when they were standing on this floating platform, it seemed like there, were, the emperor was summoning golems out of the ground. Yes. who were then fighting like a, a huge battleground of superheroes. Yes, right, and all of them, none of them had standard hair.
1: No, <laughs> what is standard hair? Let me just ask you that.
2: You know what? It's 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 not a cosine.
1: Okay. <laughs> Certainly not one that that's steep, right?
2: No, 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 absolutely not. Uh, um, I yeah, I uh, so they they were imperial guardsmen that came with the empress. Yes, is that okay? Interesting. So they recognize her authority at this point. Yes,
1: they do. They follow okay. gladiators lead, and as we we already discussed, he wants to kiss her, so everybody's <laughs> fallen in line. <laughs>
0: Actually, the the entire Imperial Guard—they all want to smooch. They
1: all want to kiss. It. They, yeah, no, they they're all. Dying. Yeah. They're all, that's
0: it's the reason hamming. they're the Imperial Guard because that, that's how you get to be it. As a. Uh... Yeah. But
1: how, how much do you want to have, have a have a have a smoochy smooch? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they ask as part of their.
0: Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway things are getting bad uh even though titan like gets big and like punches avid the big giant to avatar he disappears he becomes a floating head that just laughs at them and he starts pulling apart the the planet or the floating landmass or whatever it is
0: what i love about titan like going around to try and like grow and punch the big uh to ken is just like how slowly it takes titan to grow it's just like it just takes so long for him to do it like just being Don't turn around
1: to the... there's nothing to see
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah like... what i thought was really funny is that after
2: he he got large to make a punch he then as it cut away shrunk back down as if to say i'm I've done my job.
1: Yep. Well, yeah, was... I'm not sure if either of you saw Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Uh, I won't give I have, too, yes. too many spoilers, but part of their technique is to get small, get big, and punch, and get small again.
0: Which, if you can do oh. it really quick, is great, but it takes like a full <laughs> half a minute for Titan to, to do the whole thing.
2: Yeah.
1: Did you notice that Giant <laughs> Ken held him like an action figure, and then at one point just dropped him? Yes. <laughs> hey good news though everybody here comes the phoenix <laughs> so she says she appears out of nowhere do not despair the phoenix survives i will teleport you all to lalandra's star cruiser out of the reach of De Ken's power which drew scientifically i have questions about because once it's a black hole that i mean that means that the ship is outside the event horizon and that I i'm not sure i'm not sure it is <laughs> that's,
2: that's that is a very very good point yeah i think that we learned that the the, the term for someone traveling faster than the speed of light is super liminal what is
1: so, oh, uh, uh, so i think that we just
2: learned oh so i think we just learned that uh the phoenix can travel faster than the speed of light yeah. <gasps> or at least
0: tell
1: yeah yeah Up. good job phoenix thank you drew <laughs>
0: But I mean, I guess then we're sort of maybe either establishing that or we're establishing that it's not really a black hole per se. It is just simply like it's a portal to another dimension that has certain similar properties, properties. In it. Like it, like you know, can suck things in, but it's not compressing them to a singularity. It's not a gravitational pull, perhaps. It's Maybe it's more ah. of a, maybe it's more of like a giant vacuum cleaner, just sucking stuff in. That's what in. it
1: is. Yeah, I think. Oh, it. interesting. Nailed it on the head. Yep. Uh, Diken throws a big tantrum. <laughs> Right. The galaxy is mine to destroy. Uh, Jean Grey Phoenix get every, gets everybody back on the star cruiser. Um, and then we get some major exposition. Right. So finally getting a little bit more information that Jean was chosen for her empathetic abilities. She felt uh, the crystals pain where the Phoenix could not. And they are going to try to join with the matrix of the crystals energy field. And the power of the Phoenix may be able to restore what Ken has broken. And then, of course, Cyclops. This whole time, he's just been like, "Gene, no, right?" Like that no, you can't
2: you, can't you can't. kill yourself to save us. No. no, and
1: then or and then he's like, "I'll come with you." That's like his other solution. Like if yeah. I can't stop you, I will also go. And she says, "It's what I must do." And and cry so many tears. Everybody cries, and yeah. Logan's not going to stop her, but it doesn't make it easy to take.
2: And I noticed that as she's preparing to do her like Jesus-like sacrifice of herself to tame the crystal and or heal the crystal, right? Mm -hmm. Um, She or or maybe she gives one kiss to Wolverine on the cheek.
1: She does. And then
2: immediately goes and makes out (laughs) with Scott. Yeah. Right. Which, by the way, here's my suspicion about that. It's that, like, she gets away with that shit all the time because she's like, no, the phoenix is the one. (laughs) The phoenix did that. That wasn't me at all. But she's just like, she wants it.
1: But I also feel like this is how she's been rolling this whole series is like yeah. Wolverine gets little, little cheek pecks and like Cyclops gets all the tongue, you know? So, oh, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're she, making she out. She loves they're,
2: dangling it in front of him. Yeah.
1: Uh, so rude. And then they're like, they're floating in the air, making out. It's a real beauty in the beast moment.
2: Yeah, 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 they're they're kind of like, she she picked him up, I noticed that the way he had his arms around her meant that she was actually picking him up with her telekinesis, he yeah. couldn't, he couldn't have held on, right? And they're kind of like spiraling in the air as they're making out and she's leaving, right?
1: And everybody's Which, just like watching in awe, like, this is incredible.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I, one of them wasn't watching in awe, that was Wolverine, he yeah. was watching in awe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. I would have so many emotions during that. I'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, go save the universe. Go, 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 go. <laughs> yeah.
1: but I Love you. Bye-bye.
0: Wrap bye. it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> go. <laughs>
1: Uh, let's see. So she goes to heal the crystal and it gets really desperate, right? She's crying out, someone help me find a way. Your oh, wisdom, man. your compassion, your gentleness, your innocence, your courage, and your love. And we see this tower of the X-Men supporting her. I
0: love, I love so- all the faces that appear when she says like each of the things like, okay, compassion and there's storm and, you know, innocence, there's jubilee. And I love when she says wisdom and there's Professor X and mostly I love that one because from the comics now, based on what we know now about Professor X, wisdom is not the first thing I think about when I think about him anymore. No. <laughs> so I'm just like, uh, oh, "What do you think of it?" Well, he's a jerk, and he's oh, a okay. kind of a megalomaniac, uh, yeah. and and uh, really just willing to just sacrifice anyone and everything. So, uh,
1: Kitty Pryde was right. Imp- professor yeah. X is a jerk.
0: Yeah, that
1: so yeah, was that a very famous cover, Professor.
0: Jerk? Oh, okay, okay,
2: got it, got it, got it. Um, I noticed that when they're doing this montage, and she's saying, yeah, wisdom, and it shows Xavier, right? Compassionate shows Storm. It says love, and then it shows Cyclops, and not Wolverine at all.
0: Yeah, I, I guess, I mean, you know, she doesn't love Wolverine, but, you know... Yeah, she, lust, Wolverine. Yeah, it's a lust, yeah. Wolverine. And you really can't say yeah. like self-esteem, you know, sh- Wolverine. Sh- show me your lust. Help me, <laughs> but by the power of lust, I will heal the crystal. <laughs> <laughs> Who it's was the worst courage? fifth member of Captain Planet? That was Love. Wolverine. Wolverine lust. was courage.
1: Oh, Wolverine
2: was were, courage. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there were. um Oh. Oh, interesting. Um, okay,
0: yeah. Which is also again like like because his face popped up right before she said courage. So like my like in those nanoseconds, I'm just like, what is he gonna be? What is he gonna be? Like like your brutality, like is what I thought was gonna <laughs> be. A, like, just give me the bloodlust, give me the blood rage, let me see red, and then I'll be able to fight the guy, you know. So, yeah, she yeah, draws on
1: true. the strength of all the X-Men. DeKan yells, you cannot contain the power of the crystal. No! And then he is defeated. Yay! And, the end. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, everything in the sky changes. Jubilee says, what does it mean, Professor? And Professor X says yeah, she's the X-Men the worst. has succeeded. <laughs> she's the
2: worst. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. What's what's her deal? Jubilee? Yeah.
1: Yeah, she's like, she's the young person. I think she's kind of the, like the stand-in for a lot of the viewers, right? They're not necessarily 14 yet, although I was pretty close to that uh, by the time this rolled around. But uh, yeah, she's she's the kid who gets to hang with the X-Men. Yeah.
2: Now, by the way, I'd like to note that during this whole episode, we've been zooming back and forth between uh, the stuff that's happening in space with the crystal and the stuff that's happening on Earth, right? Yes. So when they see the black hole going away, that that should be nine minutes later if it's by where the sun is, right? Yes. Okay, so nine minutes later, it's on Earth. So then I have a question, okay? Yeah. I noticed that, and I thought this was very smart of the animators, okay? Mm-hmm. When they were looking at the Parthenon in West Africa, it was nighttime. When they viewed mm-hmm. New York and the disaster happening there, it was rush hour, and it seemed kind of dark,
1: mm-hmm. right?
2: And then over there at Castle Cassidy, I think you said, right? Cassidy, the sun yes. is The sun is still out. It's setting, right? So I have a guess is Castle Cassidy on the west coast? Is it in the Pacific?
1: It No, it's in Ireland.
2: It's in Ireland? Yeah. Oh, well that means that this has to be the next day. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mystery solved. Yeah. So then we have a. You know, we're just. We're just finishing up. We have that Star Trek moment when Gina Flames talks to them on the big spaceship screen. She tells them that she must take the crystal beyond the reach of any living being. It cannot be destroyed, even in the heart of the sun. And everyone is so sad. And I remember being sad too because I, like you, Drew, I love Gene Gray. And as I've shared previously on this podcast, I didn't realize she was coming back i thought she was dead and i was real sad about it oh and she said and that's when we get that gene line i am sorry cyclops and he says goodbye my love and so everyone's super small as she flies away the crystal and at no point at no forever.
0: point during this whole thing is she like oh by the way corsair your dad like at no point no, is corsair
1: the
2: guy
0: with the mustache
1: yes yeah
2: oh okay okay yeah yeah i remember him because then as everything is getting resolved he just quickly goes well my whole reason for being here was to avenge my wife's murder now i feel at peace peace and then he just like <laughs> like leaves like i'm assuming the series he just leaves for like or, or is that not is that not the case does he, he come be back
1: back at some point
2: oh okay okay got it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so, so Jean, as the phoenix, goes into the heart of the sun with the crystal, the light. Oh, Scott, if only you could see it. And then, yeah, then everybody's saying goodbye. Well, Little Andrew says and then goodbye. it
2: immediately cuts, actually, to Scott looking directly at the sun, which he can see, because notable thing about Cyclops that you may not have noticed, he is always wearing sunglasses.
1: <laughs> Hot fact. <laughs> True believer. <laughs>
0: Do not look at the sun even while wearing sunglasses. Just PSA. PSA.
1: PSA. For any kids listening. Lilandra says goodbye to the professor. She says, I will never forget you or the X-Men. He wants her to stay. She wants him to go. They're both like, we can't. Um, And they smooch and say that they'll see each other again. And then we get that moment, right, that you were talking about, Drew, where Corsair says, I'm sorry, I tried to use you against the Emperor, Cyclops. (laughs) Yeah. And they almost have a father son bonding moment.
2: Yeah, it was very sweet. Does he? Does Corsair know that he's uh, no. Cyclops' father? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. He's just going around calling everyone "share."
0: No. Oh no, this <laughs> camera. <campaign.
2: laughs> oh yeah, I know. I know. I just I mean metaphorically. Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Basically. That, uh, uh, yeah. Wait.
0: Uh, refresh my memory. How old was uh, Scott when when the whole plane crash captured by the Cree thing happened? Right. Three or four. Okay, I okay. She trusted a three-year-old to pull a parachute. That is insane. As a father to a four-year-old, that is you—you you killed your kid. Like it's basically maybe five.
1: Maybe five. Okay. Well, he was a first son, though.
0: Okay, I know. I'm just okay. I'm just saying, like, how old was he to maybe not have any memory of what his dad could have looked like? I guess three would make sense. Maybe five would make some sense, because but like still, trusting trusting that a child that old would not be paralyzed with terror, <laughs> like and just go
1: splat. Yeah, you are
0: hoping you are hoping for some serious best there.
2: Wow, wait, is that how they got separated by? Oh, sorry, what what happened? What was their backstory?
1: <laughs> oh, Dad, uh, they so his father was a pilot, and so the whole family was on his small space or sorry spacecraft, his small aircraft. Um, <laughs> they are attacked by a sheer cruiser. Um, there's only one parachute that isn't damaged. Their mother puts tiny Cyclops and his brother Alex, who becomes havoc, into the parachute and throws them out of the plane.
2: Oh, okay, okay, I see, I see. <laughs>
1: So here at the end, we also get a beast quoting Emily Dickinson. And I was very really surprised you could say hell. I'm <laughs> a uh, Saturday morning cartoon. We can't say kill. We can't say death. But we can say hell if Emily Dickinson said it. Yeah, I have
2: a question. Does anyone ever react positively to beast <laughs> quoting? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I know I think it's one don't. of those things where like it's like you're going to wear your, down your neighbor by saying hi to them every day. Right. Like yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm gonna get them get them to be into this someday. That's
0: yeah. He should like learn more.
1: <laughs> For a scientist, he should learn more.
0: Well, he should learn how to re- relate to people on a more human level. I think there's like a different emotional definite emotional wall that Beast has up there that he's just trying yeah, to you know. he's
2: the way he's acting, it's like he wants to convince people that he's smart, not that he's actually smart. Yes. You know?
1: Yeah, that's a, Wait, that's like, come up. You know what it reminds me of, and like this. Me as a we,
0: teenager. No, <laughs> me as a
1: teenager. That's exactly what I was gonna say, right? Because it's just like let me quote all the movies. I know they're hilarious. I am yeah. very
0: smart.
2: Yeah, and I didn't I didn't wear any clothes for underwear when I was a teenager.
1: <laughs> we have a great moment when Wolverine somehow has an extra picture of Scott and Jean, <laughs> and he goes. Gene, he's so pained. Wait, okay. So I noticed that he pulled out
2: a picture. Like, I, I assume the only picture that he has of Gene Gray because it's 1996, is before Facebook exists, right? It's like the physical
0: picture, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining that same traumatic moment of him opening up her Facebook page, be like, "Gee, <laughs> <"G- laughs> look at your profile." Gene, <laughs> scroll through. Gee. Yeah. Like yeah.
2: like Gene. <laughs> I, I had to imagine that like he that like Gene has a
0: Snapchat and that she sends them to Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about this picture of me and Scott? Gee
2: <laughs> Yeah, so that's the only picture that he had. Did he take that from from them? Well, it's did she, not she like here I thought you'd want a picture of me. Here is he did he take the picture?
1: Well here's the thing. He has had multiples of these pictures in this series. So there's the famous one that like he touches while he's like laying on the bed. There's a different one that he also tears in half. And this is like a third picture of Cyclops and Jean Grey that he has.
2: I had a suspicion about this one because I noticed that the art style in the photo was slightly different than the art style in the the show. It had fewer mm-hmm. lines and stuff, right? which indicates to me that this was not actually a photo, but it was a four-inch by six-inch painting. <laughs> <laughs> I took Must a watercolors be.
0: class. Gene. <laughs> I have photo ref. I used photo ref, but I, I still painted this. Uh. Gene. <laughs> I,
1: I think, I, see, if I would think, if I didn't know that Gene was into it, I would think that would have been a situation of Wolverine being like, ugh can I take a picture of you? And she's like, yeah, Scott, be in the picture with me. You know? No, no, just, just
0: you, G, no. No, no, Scott, get Scott over here. I really would just like to just get a picture of just you. No, no, get Scott in there. All right, fine.
2: Fine. <laughs> well, just we'll, you, know, I only have one shot, so I can't do one of, one of just you or one of the two of us together. Well, it's not, yeah, I
0: mean, it's not digital, you know. You only have, like, you know, 30-something, you know, Pictures on a roll of film, so it's just like got to make each one count. It's like click, all right, cut this off at CVS.
1: Uh. I like the idea too that like the first one would it would be obvious that like Cyclops wasn't in it. Like the angles just so wrong that they're like, is Scott in this picture? Like, no, dude, wider, wider anyway the professor tries to comfort cyclops uh with a are you familiar with the legend of the phoenix and cyclops is basically like i don't give a shit but (laughs) the professor doesn't give a shit that he doesn't give a shit and he's gonna tell him (laughs) we we for the professor says the phoenix rises from the ashes and cyclops cries under his visor and he says jeez the end! The end the of the end. Phoenix the saga! The was there oh, anything we didn't get to talk about in uh, this episode that you guys had wanted to talk about before we get to awards?
2: I had a question with what happened immediately after he said Gene and the episode ended and then it cut to, like uh, I think, a production company snippet or vignette oh, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, for, for a company called Saban. Right? Yes! So I remember this from when I was a kid. Right? It's It's like, there's like a planet and then it's surrounded by like, I don't know, like maybe like 12 children standing on the perimeter of the planet and each of them holds some sort of ball above ha- their head mm-hmm. as they like fade out of existence.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. So I I kind of was wondering like... Are they X-Men? Are those they... their mutant uh, powers? <laughs> yeah, <all right. laughs> like, and Like, how do you think this production company got these kids to do that. They were like, no, it's for a thing. It's going to be awesome. Like, you got to just come here.
0: We need a lot of multicultural kids, right? Because they're all, they're like children of the world. They all have different races, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think... I think you're answering your question, Drew. I think exactly that. They just <laughs> had a casting call for, you know, send me, just some guy with a cigar send me a 12 most diverse kids you got. <laughs> gotta be all different. Make them all different. Dress them up like the countries they're from. <laughs> I'm gonna put around from, a ball. They're all from New York, sir. I don't care. Make them look like one from China. <laughs> one from West Africa. So I guess just a white kid on a beach. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Africa Beach. Oh man, the <laughs> '90s. So yeah, let's let's give out some awards. So who who wins the Oscar for I this I mean, clearly, episode?
0: clearly, Jean Like it's Jean, her, yeah. you know, you know yeah, that, that closing monologue, you know, with uh, with uh, conjuring the powers and the emotions of all of her loved ones. You know, that's 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 the yeah. clip. And
2: not only that, while juggling <laughs> two
1: different men. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. that's a hallmark. Is is it even Jean Gray? If there's not two different men,
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. Mm. Mm. And, and MVP, who who do we think gets gets special recognition in this episode? Well,
0: I mean, like again, like if we're if we're if we doing the most butt kicking to
1: mm-hmm. have
0: happened in this episode, the X Men did not need to be there at all. Like mm-hmm. you know they you know Phoenix would have re uh, uh, you know rejuvenated herself at some point and then fixed the problem without any input from Imperial Guard or the Star Jammers or the X-Men or anyone. She's just...
2: Every, everything you're saying totally makes sense, but I don't think that Phoenix would have done it unless she was showing off in front of Scott. <laughs> that was the impression yeah. that I got. She was like, no, you can't come with me. You can't have this, and then left, right?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. But she still anyway, doesn't need like she doesn't need them there to do all acting. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. No, no. She she I mean she doesn't need them there. She just yeah. wants them audience. She wants them
0: there. She likes having them. Yeah. They're like pets. <laughs>
1: now yeah. they're her emotional support people. Finally. How <laughs> the tables have turned. <laughs> so I mean so any favorite lines in this episode? Anything stuck with you?
0: Oh I Mine mean... is
1: probably beasts, perhaps a different approach. <laughs>
0: I mean There's the fact a very that good line. Uh, that last one where they say hell, you know, because that's that's the, uh, uh, you know, just in that last minute, I'm like, whoa, you know, it, it got a reaction out of me.
2: I like when they said the name of the show, and then, <laughs> every, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was a nice touch.
1: Whenever they said X Men,
2: yeah, 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 well, there was a line when Xavier said, "There's one hope, X Men." <laughs> You mean the superheroes?
0: No, the cartoon, if we just...
1: (laughs) (laughs) The animated series. (laughs) Friends, thank you for closing the Phoenix saga with me this has been great uh, before we, we close just real quick yeah, Michael if our, our fans and listeners want to find out what you're up to you're a wonderful improviser and comedian where can oh, they find you?
0: Kashaw, thank you of course as always check us out at www.blindtigerimprov.com we're in the Hudson Valley of New York we do shows in Westchester uh, uh, the home of the X-Men uh, so uh, check us out if you can and come, come find me and uh, put a put a face to uh, this voice and and say you your opinions on the x-men are uh uh subpar
1: (laughs) (laughs) and drew if people wanted to follow you on the on the internet or or see what you're up to or into where could they do that
2: uh instagram at drew kunas k-u-n-a-s
1: Yes, I'm Sarah Musak. I'm at sarahmusak.com. You can also follow the podcast at gene-no with four O's. We will be picking up with the next episode. The Dark Phoenix Saga is on the horizon. You won't want to miss it. Gene, no!
0: An X-Men The Animated Series podcast.